Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Show podcast. Today is February 24th, and with me is our illustrious panel, Becky Alley, Lisa Lawson, John Kolb, Harvey Freed. Becky Alley, how are you this morning? I am great. We got a full house today. I like it. We got a great full house with you and John Cole being the top originators in the whole United States, top 1%. Lisa Lawson, a 20-year veteran, and Harvey Freed, the host of the most, 25 years in the business or 26, who's counting? The host of the most of the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Show, heard every Saturday morning with our panel, 97.1 FM. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what? I'm getting on this podcast. Few technical difficulties. I feel really good. Michigan State won last night. My prep wasn't bad at all. Thanks to John Cole. <laughs> but we have to talk about the craziness and the volatility that's going on in the market. And I look at it, it's all positive. What's positive? The mass influx of purchase agreements. In the state of Michigan, I mean, right now, we're in debt of winter. We had 14 inches of snow last week. We're writing purchase agreements, Becky Alley. What are you experiencing out there in the purchase market right now? Uh, I mean, there definitely was a huge lag for purchase agreements being accepted, but a lot of it had to do with the fact that the buyers out there were just desperately trying to get their offers accepted. So we have seen a little bit, at least for me personally, I've seen a couple come in this week um, with accepted offers. You know, I know that buyers out there are plugging and chugging to try to get these offers accepted, but I feel like we are going to see these waves as we get into these warmer months where as more inventory comes on the market, it's going to get instantly gobbled up. We're going to see this push and it's going to be a slowdown and then a push until we get some kind of consistency because everyone is jumping after the same houses. Yeah. Lisa Lawson, welcome back. How are you? Good. Thank you. Um, Tell me about your craziness right now. I'm sorry. Tell me about your craziness right now. Yeah. Same thing with purchase business. I have tons of pre-approved buyers are out there making offers, but their offers aren't getting accepted. Even if they're a strong offer, there's multiple offer situations, you know, so even though, you know, I've got a huge um, list of, you know, clients that are out there searching, getting the offer accepted seems to be the difficult thing with this shortage. So, um, you know, that's why you got to play it smart, you know, listen to the experts, you know, and, and definitely, you know, I always tell people make your first offer your best offer because you don't always get a second chance. You know, everyone has this idea about getting a good deal, And to some degree, I understand why people feel that way, but, you know, not getting a house at all would be worse. So make sure you put your strongest, you know, and best offer, you know, the first offer forward and, uh, you know, work with obviously some experts that can explain everything and you'll be fine. Yeah. John Kolb, there is no stopping right now, the multiple offers and the escalating prices, right? Yeah. Well, there is a stop to it, right? The appraisal will stop it. If it's, if it's too out of control, they're not, not everybody has, you know, disposable cash that they can just throw at it over and above purchase prices. So it, at some point it'll stop and control, you know, but I want, I want to make sure that I'm about to throw a theory out there on how to make more houses get on the market. And, you know, people need to check out our podcast on Spotify, Apple music, our, fa- our uh, radio show on uh, Facebook and YouTube, you know, come, come back and check us all out. But here's my theory. More and more people, buyers are going to have to start getting free occupancy, longer free occupancy. The problem with it, because there's no nothing in inventory, is because sellers don't want to put their house on the market till they find a new home. Understandable. 
right? Completely understandable. So how about just getting some, getting your house on the market so there's more inventory, asking for 90, 120 days of free occupancy, and everyone's got to work together. You're going to get more houses on the market, more turnover. Everyone's going to be a little bit happier. Things will move quicker. You probably won't need that full 90, 120 days of free occupancy, but you're going to have to start offering that kind of stuff so people can get their houses on the market and not feel like they're they're hamstrung if they can't uh, they can't uh, find a house. You know, you don't close on the sale of your home until you you close on the purchase of your new home, but you can still get it under contract, get it on the market, so people are out there looking, and there's more inventory out there. I right. just just created the, the best uh, solution out there. Like I said, <laughs> you got to check us out. Yeah, that's very solid advice, John Harvey Freed. The mass uh-huh. influx of purchase agreements, no stopping multiple offers and escalating prices. What do you think? Yeah, yes and no. Um, I don't know. The the last week, the numbers say that the applications were down a little bit. I mean, it's busy and depending upon what region you're in. Uh, I like what John Colt said about the snowball effect. Um, getting your house sold or trying to buy a new one and getting your house on the market. Well, you know, when you close on a mortgage, you are signing documents that say you're going to be occupying within 60 days. So over and above that gets a little sticky on the mortgage end if you're longer. But we like the idea, and uh, Noel Heidemann mentioned it, we're seeing more and more contingencies on the seller side, not on the buyer side contingency, the seller side. They're saying, hey, look, I'm accepting your offer. You, it, It's all done. I'm accepting your earnest money deposit. We're moving forward. But I need a 60-day contingency to find another house. So that's where we're going to make up that extra 60 days is now you have the confidence that your house is sold. They can move forward with the purchase but they still need that 60 days and uh, it takes a little bit more flexibility on more, more of the parties involved. Yeah. You know, Becky Alley, I'm, I'm not worried about all the contingencies. I'm worried about the lack of offers being contingent on an appraisal and a home inspection and all the craziness that's going out there because of the mass influx of purchase agreements, lack of home inventory. I am worried about our clients and people in general so anxious to get in the house, we're seeing appraisal waivers on the amount and we're seeing home inspection waivers. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, there's, an, there's you could get a genuine property inspection waiver. It's called the PIW. So in a situation where someone is putting a little bit more money down, you know, based off Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, you could actually get the opportunity to opt out of an appraisal altogether. Now that's you as a buyer, you do have the option. You don't have to have the appraisal in that um, that kind of situation. But I think what you're trying to, you're talking about is more like where they're just like, we just up and above, we don't care. We're going to go above asking. Right. I'm talking about that. And I'm talking about waiving the home inspection, not, yeah, so, not the appraisal, the crazy right. inspection on the, on the most important transaction of your life. Yeah. So when you waive a private home inspection. That is your opportunity to go through the house, shake the walls, knock, you know, look at the plumbing and see if there's anything truly wrong with the house. This is of all the best times to do so when it's winter, right? Do you have pipe issues or if it's raining, right? We're always about that. We are huge advocates of never waiving your private home inspection because you never know what is going to happen. And I'll give you an example. I have a gentleman. We're about to do a refinance. He's looking to tap into some equity. The reason why he wants to now tap in some equity on a house that he bought a year and a half ago is because he feels that he got a bogus home inspection. So he had an inspection done, but he feels that the inspector maybe missed some things. Now, be that as it may, 
you know, who are we to say that? But he now has to deal with a lot of internal issues that has to be fixed. Now, he had an inspection and he's having issues. So imagine if you just waved it all together and you walked the plank finally, and then a year, year and a half later, you have a harsh winter and then your pipes are busting, you got your furnace is going out. I mean, it's an easy way to avoid a lot of uh, problems financially for yourself because some people just don't have that kind of assets to go ahead and dump another $10,000 in the house after they just had to put 10000 to even get it. Let's talk about real estate. Let's talk about what you're seeing in your area. Are the home values continuing to go up? Well, yeah, it's just going to be like that all summer long and moving through 2021. The inventory is going to push home prices to at least a 6%, what we saw last year, 6 to 10% inflation rate on the homes or, or appreciation on homes, probably across Southeast Michigan. If you want to become a home buyer, you got to get in, you got to get in strong, you got to make sure that you're prepared and you understand all the terminology, the funds needed to close and understand what these, what we're talking about here, appraisals on how important they are, determining value and understanding that you have to make up the difference if you overbid on a house. And then more importantly, this inspection conversation, it can't be more important. Um, all purchases that I'm working on this week and the last couple of weeks, all three of the homes had serious inspection issues or, or things that we revealed, uh, including mold problems, um, heating and duct issues, electrical problems. Uh, so, so yeah, anything could be wrong furnace issues. You definitely want to keep those inspections in place. And again, home ownership is something you want to be successful at. You want to make sure you're budgeting yourself properly for the future. All right. Last topic. I'm going to get Becky Alley. First crack at the last topic, the ever looming topic that's over our heads seemingly every day. I contend they don't matter. Why yeah. is everybody freaking out about rates, Becky Alley? Um, I mean, because it was a big jump really fast. I mean, we're talking about a quarter percent increase within the last two weeks. I mean, granted, we have spoke about this, that we were anticipating it. Um, we weren't expecting it to jump like that. I do think that we will see some settling uh, right now. You know, obviously you have a lot going on, vaccines are going out and all that stuff. But, you know, when you speak to someone, you know, as a consumer, they don't understand that the rates change every day, sometimes multiple times a day, right? If the market's very volatile. So I might have a conversation with someone at 11 a.m. when they first come on. They're like, okay, well, let me speak to the whoever and let me mull it over and can I get back to you tomorrow? And I'm very, very transparent when I have those conversations saying, look, we are having this conversation right now, but tomorrow, if you guys call me back, there might be a change in the rate because it's very volatile. That is our job to make sure that we are coming through very clear and very direct when it comes to these interest rates, especially in this market. We got a little bit spoiled. The market was really flat for a really long time. And we saw rates stay historically low for a very long time. Again, even with this quarter increase, it's still historically low. It's just not as low as it was before. So, and obviously we always get spoiled and be like, oh, well, you know, I wanted 2.6 and now I got to get 2.875. You know, it's, you know, it just sounds better, but the savings are still going to be there. But obviously you have to understand that rates change every day. So if you are looking to do anything, refinance, you've got to lock in these rates because I do think they're going to go up a little bit more before we start seeing them kind of come down a little bit. Yeah, I would tell you this, Becky, and having, you know, we've seen these cycles. I've seen these cycles 10, 12, 15 times. Mm -hmm. Rates always go fat, up faster than they come down. When they start going up, it's like a Michigan freeway. It gets slipperier and slipperier and slipperier, okay? 
And the good news is back in the old days, everybody used to hang on to their rate locks in their bottom right hand drawer. With Dodd-Frank coming in town, nobody should be hanging on to anything. You lock it in right away. And to me, to me, I will tell you this, and this is a public service announcement I like to give to everybody in our industry, is protect your pipeline. Lock it in. Okay, just lock it in. And, and you can't get spoiled. To me, if you're getting a mortgage rate in the 3 3 4% range, that is unbelievable. If you happen to get on that train that was in the 2% range, th- there's no going back on that fantasy island trip. Okay, it's just not going to happen. That was fantasy. Whoever got that, that's great. But why are people down in the dumps, Lisa Lawson, because rates are now at three and a quarter, three and a half. I can't figure that out. I just, you, everybody, this expert panel, everybody out there, you need to explain that to me. Yeah, you know, it's, it's that uh, fear of losing out. These are the people who, I hate to say it, probably should have called at Christmas time or called at Thanksgiving. But something kept coming up and they didn't call and they didn't call. And then they called two weeks ago because, you know, and they were going to really do it and now rates are moving. So I think it's that, but my neighbor got this rate. My dad got this rate. Somebody else they know got a better rate. Well, it's all about timing. And we've been, you know, I hate to say preaching this for lack of a better word, every, you know, week on the podcast, every week on the radio show, this is the time to lock it in. So obviously rates have started to move and it doesn't mean that like, like Becky said, they will probably settle back out. Um, and we might see a little bit of reduction, you know, in the future, but it's not going to be where they were three weeks ago, you know? So, um, but it's that fear of, of missing out. I think that gets everybody all, all FOMO. crazy. Yeah, FOMO, FOMO exactly. fear of missing out. FOMO. Yeah. They're missing out. They didn't get that rate. They didn't lock it in. They didn't get their documents in time. They didn't do, you know, and you know, so um, time is of the essence. Like I said, money. we preach it all the time, but it doesn't mean that it's, that you've missed out entirely. You know, rates are still phenomenal. It's still a good time to consolidate debt. You know, rates in the threes are like historically low. So it doesn't mean that you've missed the boat, but it just means let's hop on and get this done before the priest. And you really maybe won't see the benefit that you could have. Yeah, John, without naming names, I want you to tell everybody out there in podcast land about that jumbo loan that you had locked in, but you might have to give them a, uh, an eighth higher. How much money a month is that client still saving with you on a monthly basis? Oh, I mean, yeah, he's still saving $1,500 a month, you know, based upon oh, Only $1,500 a month. Right, right. So, you know, but, you know, back to this, I mean, I don't need to tell you, Harry, how this works. I mean, we're grinders. I mean, every single day, we are not a, a call center shop. We work with people that we know, we're referred clients, friends of friends. So anybody that's referred to me, I treat like family. So, you know, why do you get a little bit in the dumps and or uh, a little uh, anxiety about all this? I'll tell you, it's one in 10 clients will actually commit right away, get you your docs right away, do the application right away so that you can lock right away. One in 10. Everybody else, I'm going to sleep on it. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to, I'll get back to you next week when I get back from my vacation. So when they get back to you, it's, you're talking to somebody who's referred to you, friend of a friend. Yeah. You got to explain it to them. And yeah, it's in, why do I get a little bummed out about it? Because guess what? I need clients to build my business. And I want to make sure that I can do everything that I can for the best of the client. And yes, I don't control rates, but at the same point, if that client was looking to get down into 2.75 and three and a quarter doesn't make a lot of sense to him, then, you know, they're not a client anymore. 
And that's okay. But like I said, I'm a grinder. I'm going to get out there. I'm going to do it. And I want to get every client I can. It, it, it becomes personal to me. All right. Harvey Free, last word on the rates subject because you control rates, don't you? <laughs> I don't control interest rates, Harry, but uh, definitely you want to hurry up and uh, – well, people are going to be coming all year long. So, I mean, like John said, we, we talked about it six months ago. We're like, well, next year someone will come and refinance and you'll question where were they six months ago or a year ago. But it's human nature and things will come up. But uh, as we see in the mortgage world, even if you have to take a little bit higher interest rate, it's likely that you'll be refinancing your mortgage in the next four years anyways. The national average for families keeping their mortgage is something like four and a half years. You'll probably be moving on to something else in the future. So, just our advice is to hurry up and call your lender. If you have a need to refinance, do it quickly. I love it. I think that that's, I think that's the great way to end the show and the podcast with Becky Alley, Lisa Lawson, John Colvin, Harvey Freed. I will tell you this, that uh, the interest rate climate couldn't be better. The home purchase market couldn't be better. Yeah. We'd all like more houses on the market, but people are going to continue to buy homes. Rates are not, going down into the twos will not happen. I told you they weren't going down to zero. Now I'm going to tell you they're not going into the twos. Rates in the threes are still really good. And everybody does want me, they don't want me to bum them out, but maybe rates hit 4% by the end of the year. Is 4% bad, everybody? That's what the rates were in 1966. Do the math. Still phenomenal. A lot of economic activity. And as we come out of the pandemic, you're going to see people buying more they're going to have money to spend. Uh, we hope everybody is safe. We hope everybody's healthy. For Roberto Bostein, for Becky Alley, Lisa Lawson, John Kolb, and the illustrious Harvey Freed, Harry Glass, Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Show podcast for February 24th. We'll see you guys later. Thanks a lot. <laughs>